the I Am A Woman podcast. My name is Jennifer Strickland. I am your host, and I am so grateful to have you on board this incredible journey. We are doing a series called What is a Woman? In the last episode, we talked about the similarities between the uh, name woman and man in the original Hebrew language. So make sure to catch up where we are so that you're following me because this is kind of the closing argument, although we're going to continue to celebrate women as we go into Women's History Month next month, and I'm really excited about that too. But in the original Hebrew, in the pictographic Hebrew anyways, which is as far back as you could possibly go in the renderings of the book of Genesis, what we've looked at is the fact that man and woman's name are pretty much identical in the advanced rendering, which is the five-letter version. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that on your screen. They're identical, except the woman has this one letter at the end of her name, and it looks like a person standing in front of a window, and that letter is the hey, okay? And that letter means one who reveals, breathes, looks, sighs, or perceives, So a man and a woman have the same letters and they're the same function. They're strong leaders, but there's a reason why Jesus chose a woman to announce the resurrection, and that is in the function of her name. Before I get into that, I want to tell you about an incredible dream that I had I I had it a few years ago, and I'm one who asks for dreams because I hear about all these awesome dreams people have, and they have these deep prophetic meanings, and I'm like, I want one. So I'm like, give me some dreams. Well, it was during COVID, and I had this dream that there was this like gremlin at the door of my house, and he was blind. He was small. He was down at the very bottom. If you've ever seen that movie Gremlins, he literally looked like a gremlin. He looked like a demon, and he he was a, like a demonic figure, and he, he was this ravaged, blinded, wild beast, and he was trying to get into my house. And so I was standing at the door knowing that he was trying to get in, and the door was open so I could see he had his eyes <clears throat> torn out, and he wanted in. He was going to consume. He was had these jagged teeth. And as I was opening the door, my mother and the kids were were in the house and they were behind me. And I was telling them, stay back, stay back. I, 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 I got this. And I was clearly guarding the door. I was protecting. My husband was not there. I was protecting the house. I was clearly the guardian in the house, but I was guarding my mother and I was guarding the the children. And this was, I had this dream at a time where I was really questioning my calling, my voice. It was during COVID. It was during all the political unrest in our nation. It was during, it was the Black Lives Matter. It was all of these things going on in our, in our nation. And I was really wondering what does my voice look like? Who am I in all of this? But in the dream, I was the guardian at the door and I was I was protecting the women and the children. I was protecting my mother and the kids. And this demon, this gremlin was trying to get in. 
Well, I finally pulled the door shut and I squeezed his head in the door. And in my dream, I had this thought, ah, the autopsy is going to show that I bruised his head. That's what I thought in the dream. The autopsy report is going to show I bruised his head. And so I say that, and then I take my foot and I take the heel of my foot and I kick him in the face. And so that pops him out of the door and I shut the door and I see all the blood that I have crushed his head and all of the blood literally, like I can see it from the outside of the house. It doesn't go inside the house. He doesn't ever get in this spirit, this blinded, angry, vicious spirit that was wanting to consume me and my family. He did not get in and I saw the blood go along like the line of the house and I had shut the door and it reminded me of what happened in the garden. What happened in the garden between between the woman and the serpent. Basically, the end of this story is that uh, we bruise his head. <laughs> no, let's see. He bruises it. Let me see. The end of the story is that he might bruise our heel, but we're going to crush his head. And that's a direct relationship between us and the enemy, the women and the enemy, basically what goes on. So what happens after Adam goes, this is bone of my bone flesh of my flesh, like you created one just like me. She was, she shall be called woman. In other words, she is the one that will be the continuation of life. She will be the fire of life. As I am the hands on fire, she is the breath on fire. And together, you know, we're unstoppable. So he's like, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. So at this point, he's like, man, we're one. We are the same. This is awesome. Okay. The serpent comes on the scene, okay? We all know the story. The interesting thing is, is that he approaches the woman because he's shrewd and he understands. He knows exactly who she is. She's basically a spiritual shield for Adam. She is the one who's been called to protect and you know, guide at times. I think, I think the bottom line is, is that man guides woman and woman guides man at times, right? We're in this together, but the bottom line is, is that she is the Azera Conegdo. She is the one who's been called to support and assist and to help him. And he might not be able to get to the man, but he'll get to the man by getting to the woman. And so the serpent goes to the woman. It's not because she's dumb. It's not because she's stupid. It's because she wants to stick her hand in the candy jar. And the guy does it too. I mean, he goes, he goes right along with her. But the interesting thing is she's the one who quotes the word of God to him. That alone is, is indicative of her function because in the word female and in the word woman, we have roots to those words that I've gone over in the previous episodes that mean to speak, to declare, to announce, right? And so who quotes the Bible to the serpent? Not the man, it's the woman. How many women out there have been like, I wish my husband would be in more Bible study. I know all these verses and he, I'm always, it, he's working. <laughs> like, it may, 
Now, he might be a pastor, and there are tons of amazing men who know the scriptures back and forth better than we do. But it is very interesting to me because personally, all of my girlfriends, they know the Bible really, really well, and they can quote it, but they're, a lot of their husbands don't. So it's just something that, you know, you're going to see it on both sides. You're going to see men who know the Word of God and can teach it like crazy. People like Larry Titus, one of my mentors. I mean, that if I don't know something in the Word, I'm going to go to him and I'm going to ask him. But it is Eve who quotes, but the problem is she misquotes. She doesn't know the word that well because she actually makes a mistake. She says to the serpent, hey, God said I'm not supposed to eat it or even touch this fruit. If I do, I'm going to die. Well, God never said if you touched it, you're going to die. He said if you eat it. So she misquotes it. And of course, the serpent's like, you're not going to die. That's always the way the devil sounds. (laughs) You don't have to listen to God. You don't have to listen to his commands, right? And so she eats it. And the the husband eats it too. He's right there. He's right there with her. He's like, hey, you know, you're my you're my my bone, my bone, flesh of my flesh. If this is the direction we're going, let's let's eat. He doesn't question it. Shows really the power in 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 a, in a woman's like understanding to shield, like to really actually be a shield and a guardian to her home and to her family. Because she was not a good guardian in this moment. And, you know, he's just like, hey, if the woman's in, I'm in. (laughs) Which is going to be pretty typical of men, by the way, sometimes. All right. I'm not trying to make all these generalities. Don't, don't, Don't freak out about it. But the bottom line is they both eat, okay? And then there, and then there is the curse. A lot of people think that the man was cursed and the woman was cursed. That's not true. We were not, we are not cursed. We are not cursed. We are still made in the image of God. We were never cursed. What was cursed was their function. He curses the ground. God curses the ground. Now, again, he calls to the man in Genesis 3, 9. Then the Lord called to the man. Even though it was the woman who sinned, God calls on the man because he's the one who's accountable for the family. He goes, hey, where are you? And The man, all of a sudden, he turns on the flesh of my flesh and the bone of my bone. He goes, it was the woman you gave me. You gave me this woman who was supposed to help me. And I just did what she said. It's your, it's, it's her fault. In fact, it's your fault, God. (laughs) Right? Because he knows who she is. She's supposed to help him. She's supposed to lead. She's supposed to guide. Sometimes he's going to lead, but she's also going to lead. And they're one-on-one. They're face-to-face. They're united. So if she's in, he's in. And he's like, God, you're the one who gave me this one. You're the one who gave me this chick. It's your fault. It's the woman's fault. It's her fault. So he blames, right? Then God asks the woman, what did you do? He holds her accountable neck. She's like, well, it's the serpent. It's the devil. Okay. He doesn't curse the woman. He curses. Well, first, let me look at this. He actually curses the serpent first, and he says, I'm going to cause hostility between you and the woman. Let me ask you, is there hostility over women right now with women? Do we have hostility? The fact that I'm even doing this podcast is going to make people hostile. People will be hostile because they want to say gender is fluid. You can turn male and female, female to male, all this stuff, man and woman, men should be in our bathrooms, blah, 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 all of this. It's, it, there's like total hostility. 
There's complete hostility. There'll probably be hostility from the church. What? Women aren't leaders. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Who runs the women's ministry and who puts on the events better than anybody else in the church? Women are. Okay, the bottom line. We are leaders. You are leaders. We're supposed to co-lead. We're supposed to co-habitate. We're supposed to together subdue and have dominion. That's what we're supposed to be doing together. And without, without the woman's voice, you don't have life in the church. And then we have a bunch of kids that can't even define woman and man. So we, the bottom line is we got to go back to the beginning. We don't understand what went on here. There's major, major hostility. Um, so he says, there's going to be hostility between you and the woman. He doesn't curse the woman. He says, you and the, you and the serpent, you two, you, you two, your seed, your offspring and her offspring, he will strike your head, but you will crush his heel. Just like my dream. Then he said to the woman, I'll sharpen the pain of your pregnancy in pain. You will give birth. A lot of people believe that this is that, you know, it's all about the moment of giving birth is actually cursed. I, I really do not believe that it was not a one time pain. Yes, I did go. I did go 29 hours of labor with no pain, pain medication with my son, Zach. I did. I went 29 hours and it was painful, but the child, the pain of childbearing did not stop there. I don't, I don't sleep when my son go, is out riding his bike. I, I, I'm praying the whole time because of this crazy world. Because the, the, I know that the devil, he's out for my offspring. <laughs> There's hostility. We're in a spiritual battle. Child, the pain of childbearing doesn't end. It is the pain that every mother knows. And then your desire will be to control your husband. So the other, what gets frustrated is her function. She was created to bring life. She was created to bear children, right? She was created to continue the air, continue the seed of life. The circle of life would continue through the woman. And it, what once came easy is going to be hard. She was created to help her husband. She was created to support him. She was created to be a guiding voice at times, one who might see what he cannot see, but her function gets cursed. He's not going to trust her. He's not going to trust her. Okay? So she is going to be frustrated in her role of Azer, as Azer Konegdo, as the one who was created to oppose him when he was wrong and created to support him when he is right, created to shield him and to speak into his life and to perceive and to look out through a window. And that voice in, her, in his life, he's not going to trust it. So this is why it's a really important message for men as well, because the best marriage relationship is the one in which the man trusts her voice, that her voice is there for his good, that her voice is coming from a place of love and of kindness. And if she warns him or alerts him about something that she's concerned about, he, he would do well to listen to it. He would do well to know the commands of God and to correct his wife when she gets him wrong. She would do well to correct her husband if he's going to disobey God's commands. And he would be wise to listen to her voice. But it's all in how she says it. Because if she's just a fire-breathing dragon, 
He's not going to listen to her. <laughs> He's going to clench his fists and go, I'm the head of this household. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to decide this. Well, you know what? Her voice is not the voice of the Spirit. It's not the voice of God. It's not the voice of Jesus. It's not the voice of grace and mercy and compassion and gentleness and kindness. If her voice has shame or disrespect or those things in her husband, he's not going to listen to her. So her function gets frustrated and his function gets frustrated. She's not cursed. Her function gets cursed. Her function as the one of the bearer of life and the bringer of life in her family gets cursed. That's what's now frustrating because he doesn't trust her voice. She led him the wrong way. He's like, I don't want to go the way she says. It's her fault. Bone of my bone, forget that. I'm going to rule. I'm going to have dominion. <clears throat> I'm going to be the superior. And what does it say? And you're going to want to control him. You're going to want to use your voice to try to control him rather than to speak life and to nourish his work so that he can be successful in the earth. So that's what gets frustrated. And what gets frustrated for him? The ground is cursed. Since he said to the man, since you listen to your wife, in other words, you put your wife above me, and you ate from the tree I told you that I commanded you not to eat. He says the ground is cursed because of you and your life, in your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. So the man, what once was going to come easy, just it was, it was going to be easy for the man and the woman in the beginning because they're bone on my bone, flesh on my flesh. He's like, what do you think? Leave like we're together in this. I trust you. You trust me. You don't trust her anymore. It's going to be painful for her now. She's going to want to dominate. He's going to want to control. Now, what happens with the man? What used to come easy from the earth that was going to be simple, that was going to be glorious, is going to be like just, hey, we're in the Garden of Eden here. We, we have pl a plethora of fruit. We got animals all around. He can provide for his family. Piece of cake. He's in the Garden of Eden. But now he's, he's not going to be anymore. And the earth is cursed. The place from which he was formed. The place, okay, the woman was created from the rib of man to serve mankind. The man was created from the earth to serve the earth. His function to serve that earth gets frustrated. It's now going to be hard for him to make a living. It's now this cursed earth is going to have thorns and thistles. And through thorns and thistles, you're going to eat of its grains. By the sweat of the brow of your brow, you will have food, you will have food to eat until from dust you came, dust you shall return. And you will not live eternally knowing good and evil. I don't want that for you. So you're going to die eventually. You will go back to the earth from which you were created. So man and woman were not cursed. Their function was cursed. And so it's frustrating. Childbearing is hard. Raising teenagers is, wow, the most difficult thing. I cannot think of anything more agonizing than it was having two teenagers at home and trying to do the right thing and making so many mistakes. My function was frustrated. My voice in my husband's life was frustrated when we were going through difficult times. 
Okay. And it was frustrating. It still is. It's frustrating for a man to try try to make a living and sustain a family in, in, in a world like we're in. But the good news is that he might, he might bruise my heel. Devil, you might bruise my heel, but I'm going to crush your head. And how am I going to do that? That word crushed is the same word that Isaiah uses to describe when he crushed his son, Jesus on the cross. It is the same exact word, crushed. How do we crush the enemy? With the blood of Christ. How do we crush the enemy? By knowing who we are. Let me talk to women for a second. By knowing who you are. You are the guardian at the door in your home. You are the one to protect the women and the children. The man's got all the other things he's got to do. (laughs) All the other things he's got to do. He's got, but he's going to go to war for us and you're going to go to war for him to support him in all of the responsibility that he shoulders. I want to close with this. One of my favorite stories is Mary Magdalene. Because, you know, when I, uh, when I found Jesus, I myself was crushed. I was, I was as low as I've been in my life. I was crushed by the modeling industry, if any of you know my story. If you haven't read Girl Perfect, definitely get a copy. We have it out right now. My story, Girl Perfect, Confessions of a Former Runway Model. It tells the story of how I became crushed by an industry that treated women as they were less valuable than who God created us to be. And I was in a really bad place when I found the Lord. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was using drugs and alcohol. I was anorexic. I had an eating disorder. I had been abused. I had been hurt in that business, and I didn't know how to talk about it. And when I found Jesus, I found the one that my soul loved. I found the one who saw me, knew me, and deeply respected me. And his deep respect for me became soil for me to grow. And it began to nourish me and to help me to grow as a woman. He did the same thing for Mary Magdalene. We see that story in John 20, where after Jesus died on the cross, he goes back to the garden again. And this is where this story really does become full circle. The women were there at the cross, and then they went and they wrapped his body in spices and they went to the tomb. Different stories say that maybe Mary and Joanna were there with Mary Magdalene. The book of John says it was just Mary Magdalene. But we do know that Mary Magdalene was a single woman who was not married and who did not have children. She obviously had wealth because she was part of sustaining the disciples during Jesus's ministry on earth. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he showed himself first to Mary in the garden. We are back in the garden again at that moment. Here we go through all of this word of God, all of this strife, all these thorns, all these thistles, all these weapons, all these wars, all this frustration, all this pain for God to say, someday I'm going to redeem this. And so when he sees Mary, the first thing he says is woman. When he says that word woman, and he says, I love it. 
why are you crying? I always joke about that's my husband's first memory verse. Woman, why are you crying? Well, I mean, when we first got married, why are you crying? <laughs> he still why are you crying? <laughs> but um, that's Mary was there at the tomb. Uh, the disciples had all gone home and she was weeping. And he said, woman. And when he said that word woman, he basically said, strong leader, go and tell. One who was created to continue the circle of life, go and tell. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to this series. In the word woman is the one who would continue the circle of life, that she would continue the ve- the message that Jesus had given her. Of course, I understand now why God created Jesus male, because he would speak on behalf of the family and she would carry his voice throughout the world. The interesting thing is, is that when Mary goes and she tells the disciples that she had seen the Lord, they don't believe the women. The Luke 24, 11 says they don't believe the women because their words seem to them like nonsense. And Jesus rebukes them for their unbelief. Why? Because he was basically saying, this is the one with the hay. I'm male. She's female. She's just like me. Doesn't have descendants, just like Jesus. Unmarried, just like Jesus. (laughs) Crazy demonic lady who Jesus delivers. He sees himself in her, rejected by society and the voice of revelation. So when Jesus said, woman, go and tell, he basically said, one who is like me, go and share the good news. That's why I preach the gospel. Don't tell me women can't preach the gospel. (laughs) That's old news. The, the, The women today, we need every single one of us. So, I'm a woman, and my name means life. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this series. We're going to be talking more about what it is to be a woman throughout Women's History Month. I'm super excited about that. Please like and subscribe and make a comment. Rate this podcast. I would love to hear from you if you want to email me at support at youarmore.org and tell me how this series has impacted your life. And if you have any questions, I'll definitely read it on the show. Thank you so much again. I'm a woman and my name means life.